What's good, everybody? Y'all are tuned into another episode of the Let's Be Honest podcast, and I am your humble host, Big Girl Tone. Thank y'all for locking in for another episode. I believe we are on podcast day 10 of 30 Days of Podcasting. Thank y'all for keeping up with it. I'm truly, truly grateful, truly appreciative, and I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. I hope everyone had a safe weekend, most of all, because these Philly streets is up and down, and... Just as, thing, just as quick as things can go right, shit can go left. So, uh, a lot, a, a good amount of new music came out on Friday. I want to say Lil Baby dropped My Turn, which is which is fire. This is Straight Heat. Then G Herbo dropped his project PTSD, and that that that's been my. I think that's been like one of my favorite projects uh, this past weekend so far. Uh, just because off the strength, like G Herbo always give you his soul, his heart, you know, when he, when he, you know, you know, when he put in our music, he always give you his, like the transparent version of him. He always give you, he always give you pain, hunger, stress. Like he, he give you so many different sides of him. And you can tell that the music is therapy. You can tell, you can, you can tell the music is therapeutic. Um, but, you know, I feel like our people going through a lot of trauma on a daily basis. And and, and it shouldn't be un- overlooked or understated. I feel like our people, black people especially, the trauma, the trauma in our communities, black and brown people, the trauma in our communities is so intense. The, the things we see, the things we got to adjust to, the things that we grow to be used to. It's like some things that it's some things. It's some things our people go through that a child or a teenager never see in their life, or a person never see in their life. And as black people, we conditioned for that shit. We conditioned to see niggas getting in fights every single day. We conditioned to see gun violence. We could we condition we conditioned to hear stories of death of people that's close to us. You know what I'm saying? And you really you, you you really hear it out you really hear a lot of that on G Herbo's PTSD project. You hear that. And the, that kid been through a lot. You know, just even dating back like dating back to, you know, his Phaseland projects and the Pistol Pete project and you know, uh when he when he came out, you know, with the ball like I'm Kobe project, that's that's one of his staple projects to me. G Herbo that that's 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 one of his staples in his career. That was a huge project for me. Um, from that guy because I feel like that was the first time he truly, truly opened himself up, you know, to the industry, to music, to his fans in ways that he never has before. And he was, and he was always, he was all, he was always promoing like Bollock and Kobe. He was always saying like, "Hey, Bollock and Kobe on the way, Bollock and Kobe on the way." And you know that album pays homage to his homie Jacoby um, that passed away. And on the cover art of PTSD, he holding an American flag that you know that's basically just. You know, the red dye functions as blood just dripping down, and you see, in in the stars on the flag are the faces of his of his homies as either dead or in jail. And me, I grew up in the hood, grew up in the projects, grew up around all the BS, all the nonsense, all the fuckery. Grew up around it, seen it, seen it. But you know, by the grace of God. You know, my mom always kept me so busy, so focused. 
I had time for that. You know, my responsibilities came so early. I had to look after my little brother so early while she was at work. Certain things just couldn't happen. I knew I had to be a certain. I knew I had to be a certain person in order to, in order to make it. You know, got to have a certain amount of a certain a certain amount of street knowledge and a certain amount of book smarts. You know, just to move. You know what I'm saying? And it was so funny because you know all the schools I went to. And just based off my demeanor and how I carry myself, nobody nobody would think that I was from where I was from. I grew up 23rd and Diamond, you know, 23rd and Dolphin around there. Like I, I, grew, I grew up in the projects. Um, those of y'all that's those of y'all that's from around there, from you know, familiar with the projects at 23rd and Dolphin, and you know, stretching over to 23rd and Diamond and so on and so forth. You know, that's the that's the, really the core of North Philly for real. So the trauma that the trauma that you see is insane. I remember one night I was laying in my bed. And the way it was set up, my bed was next to my window. And I started hearing these voices, like people screaming, screaming. And then I was I was able to make out one thing. I heard somebody say, oh, my God, he, he, he better start shooting, y'all run. He better start shooting. And I see, the, I, 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 I see like these few people running. So, I mean, it was nighttime, so it wasn't like it was super busy outside. But I'm just seeing like certain people, like just people scattering in the way. And the one person I vividly remember, I see this lady running. And then I hear, like, several shots go off, and then I just see her fall. I just see her fall. And I don't know if it's the adrenaline or whatever. Like, she managed to get back up. Next day, I go outside. I happen to go by the place where the lady fell at. I see blood. I'm like, come on. So automatically, that shit stick with you. You hear like, you grow like. It's at a point now where it's a po- it's at a point now growing up that you like. When I was growing up, you I got used to hearing gun like gunshots when I was asleep. That shit was like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? And walking through the projects, doing what I need to do, either going to school or going to the corner store for my mom, or going over to my aunt. You know, going over to my aunt crib that lived in Johnson Homes, like. I never really felt like I couldn't walk around my hood, but I knew after a certain time, all right, don't go that way. All right, don't 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 stay out too far over here. Like my like I I I, I pretty much stayed directly in. Every time I was outside, I was either going somewhere or coming back from somewhere, or I probably was chopping up with somebody I knew real quick. But I never really I never really stuck too much in one spot for real. You never really saw me posted up with niggas. That was that wasn't really my style. Like I was always coming and going, uh, and be it walking to the store. Like it was never just me just BSing too much, because I knew that was a quick way from quick way for me to just get caught up in, in a situation I didn't need to be in. But you hear G, you, you hear G Herbo just telling his story on his projects, and he'd tell you first things first, like. It's situations I put I, like I, I put myself in it's situations that you know I obviously didn't see coming, but I know it's 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 a part of it, you know. And he was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about how he got diagnosed with PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. But I call it post traumatic slave disorder for the simple fact that I feel like that shit mainly happened to our people, and you know I'm not gonna minimize. The PTSD that uh, milit- you know, our military men and women feel 
when they come back from risking their lives for the country, I would never minimize that. But it's levels to it. It's levels to it at the end of the day. And sometimes some of these hoods is like a war zone. Straight like that. I'm not going to lie. These past few years, I feel like I've been hearing so many young deaths. Young people killing young people. Just not too long ago, not too far from my job, a young lady got gunned down. And the, and, and the bullet was wasn't even meant for her. You feel me? So it's just like so much trauma. Like the things you get used to hearing and being in the hood is insane. You tell some of these stories to some people that don't grow up, that they don't come from this, and they'll never understand. They'll never understand. So you, so, so it's just like as a fan, you wonder like, damn, like Herbo, like is it even worth putting it on wax like that for the simple fact that is they really going to get it? Is they really going to understand? But then you got to think about who you, you know who you're talking to. You know who digested the music. That's one thing I thought about when I was listening to, listening to the project. He know who listening to the music. You know what I'm saying? People that come from that. People that, that grew up seeing that. Like he got the he had this one song we called he got he got a title track on there called PTSD with Chance the Rapper, Lil Uzi, and, and uh, Juice World. You know, God rest the dead. And on that project, you hear them just you. It sounds like a it sounds like a venting session of them just telling their stories of some of the most traumatic things they've seen, the things that's going on in their mind. Like G. Erwell said, "How can I have fun when all my niggas dead?" Just that line in general is, 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 is it gives you chills. It shake you. How can you have fun when all your homies dead? All the people that you wanted to do this with, all the people that you wanted, wanted to get money with and live a life with, you can't even do that because they gone. Be it by somebody else's hand, or by the police hand, or by the or, or, or by the hand of the streets. The streets is like a million to know. The streets don't take no losses. You know. And I always make it real clear. I'm far from a street nigga. Far from it. I don't, you know, that's just, it's, it's just that simple. I'm not a street nigga, but I'm a nigga from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a hood nigga, but I'm a nigga from the hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And that's cool. It's a, it's a lot of people like that. A lot of people feel like just because you're from there, you got to, you know, you got to limit your horizons to that. You don't. Even, even the niggas that's, you know, coming up in the streets, you know, it's always be- it's always better to hear from somebody that come from where you come from and you know did what you did in a way because and that way you know damn all right they from they from where I'm from they been through what I been through they could they could bounce back it's kind of hard to respond to somebody that ain't really been through much out there like that you know what I'm saying but even if trauma ain't directly happened to you it's around you happened to your, your loved ones I got family members that are you know been down been hit up you know what I'm saying survived you know it's everybody dealing with their own versions of shit everybody everybody coping in certain ways and you know G. Erbo's project honestly is you hear the therapy it's like a large ass therapy session he got a truck of BJ the Chicago kid that's just, that just go you know what I'm saying the intro just go he he. I see I like when G. Bro in this pocket it was cool when he was doing, you know, Swervo and still swerving. That's cool. You know, that's, you know, that's for the streams. That's for the bops. You know, that's, that's for, you know, that's for the, uh, the way that's to get fly shit. That's the stunt and shit. Ain't nothing wrong. I, I, I like, I like when G.R. will, you know, get fly. I like, I like when he, you know, talk his shit. That's cool. But I also like when G.R. will get personal. I, I, I like when G.R. will really talk in his, his street shit from his perspective and his experiences and you know the pain he feeling. I like when Jerry will go in that type of time because I feel like that's when he his most lyrical. 
I don't feel like he chasing nothing or I don't feel like he trying to sell it. You know, he he really he really in his bag, he in his pocket. You can even hear it in his production choices. Especially on that song, like, you know, the Be Just Chicago Kid joint. You can hear it. Even the songs that's just featured, that's just him. You hear, like, in the beat selection, you hear how he attacked the beat different. Versus, you know, when he was working with Southside. And most of those beats, you know, it's turn-up beats. They trap beats. Most of that shit 808s. But I really enjoyed that project. I really did, man. I really did. And, and it don't it, it don't get disgusting enough, though. That our people dealing with trauma It don't Like The fact that I You know I, I admire the fact that You know we, we in a time now Where mental health is You know Mental health is A dominant A, a dominant stable of a conversation I'm glad we I'm glad we're on that wave Where people starting to think about How their brain is working I'm glad people starting to think of their brain as like an actual organ, something that keeps them, you know, alive. You know what I'm saying? People start. I'm glad people starting to look at it like a muscle, something that don't just that's just there. You feel me? People starting to people starting to really take it seriously. Even in my own family, people starting to take it seriously, and I love that. I love that people starting to value they they peace of mind. It's so crazy growing up. You don't hear mental health Or you don't hear You don't hear nothing about depression Or You know you probably saw it in, in movies or But I don't know just growing up in the hood Like that shit was never something you thought about Nothing never was something that was Supposed I don't know we, no, Nobody just didn't shed light on it It wasn't something that people value in my, I guess I didn't start hearing I didn't start hearing you know, I, I didn't hear the words mental health until, man, I'm going to say maybe until my freshman year in college, something like that. Because on campus, they they had said something along the lines of, you know, if you get homesick or whatever, we have the, the old campus counselor, you know, we value the mental health of our students. Is that the third? I'm like, mental health? I know what mental mean. I know what health mean. I just never heard it together. You know, call me. You know, call it what you want. But finding out what that was and what that truly meant, it was, it was eye opening. It was truly eye opening because all the stuff that I kept hearing about, all the different diagnoses, all the different things that can lead to, you know, you being diagnosed with a mental illness. Or your, or your mental health being compromised, all the things that I was hearing from that. In my mind, I'm like, oh, all this shit makes sense. Oh, I know people going through this shit. Oh, all this stuff remind me of so-and-so, or all this remind me of things I probably been through, or somebody I love been through. Like, all the things that can lead to trauma. I'm, so, I'm sorry, all the trauma that can lead to um, your mental health being compromised. I'm like, oh, I know people that been through this stuff. This stuff, and then I start realizing that certain stuff is not normal. You know what I'm saying? I start realizing that okay, you're not supposed to hear gunshots at night. You're not supposed to keep seeing people that look like you on the news. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to be visiting your cousin in the hospital because he got three or four gunshot wounds to the body. You're not supposed to be visiting your cousin in the hospital that, you know, that right now that's. That took a gunshot wound to the neck. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to. That's not normal. It's not normal. 
and the moment we start to accept that and start to realize that this shit, this shit gonna start to slow down. But at this rate, I can't tell. Like, even on G Herbal album, it's like he's sharing and he venting, but he know it's he he know it seemed like this just this just the way. This all our people know. Like he transparent about it. He he he, he like listen, girl, like that's all I knew. I stopped playing basketball. I start focusing on the streets. I dropped out of school. Like, it's a lot of young niggas that's, and, and I be I be driving to work, and I'm like, these, these like they ain't got no backpack on. They ain't, they ain't got no books in their hand. They they damn they damn near don't, don't be having the, the full uniform on. It's like they be having it on just enough so they could make it past so and so. But man. The moment our young people start valuing their mental health, the moment things start changing. But it always come back to just love itself, knowing self, and understanding that is we, we 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 shouldn't be at odds with each other. We shouldn't be in competition with each other. If anything, you should be in competition with yourself and trying to surpass everything you've ever did in your life, trying to, you know, elevate yourself. And we all come from very different circumstances. Things Things is different for everybody. Like I said, some niggas growing up in the hood, some niggas growing growing up in the burbs. At the end of the day, trauma is trauma, and we all got our own versions of it. But the niggas that's growing up like G Herbo, the niggas like the young men, the young woman that's growing up in the hood, they feel like they ain't got no option, they ain't got no way out. They feel like they got a scam. They feel like they gotta you know take from the next person. You know, it's all based on proximity. You always gonna do shit to the people that's closer to you. It's just that that's just how it works for the most part. But you know, like G Herbal, like like G Herbal always give you that part of him. Always. G Herbal never been an artist to really cheat his fans on where he is in his life currently. I think G Herbal at a point now where he not necessarily struggling with success, but struggling with the fact that, damn, as the all the shit I accomplished, all the all the shit I've been through, I still can't enjoy this with the people I came up with. I can't, I, 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 I can't reap the benefits of my, I can't reap the benefits of everything that I accomplished because the people that I love most, the people that I did the most dirt with, ain't here with me no more. And that's a hard pill to, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Because you know you easily could have been dead. You know, you easily could have not been here, but you're here. You got an opportunity. And, you, and there's times you question your own mortality. You question why God kept you here. But he kept you here because you, you had a higher purpose. I'm not saying those people back then's lives didn't have any meaning or purpose. But God got a mysterious way of letting you know he's real. He got a mysterious way of letting you know he's real. It goes back to just being able to die. I don't want to say it, it, yeah, it, it goes back to being able to diagnose yourself sometimes. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you listen, we all can't afford therapists, we all can't afford doctors, we all can't afford, we all can't afford, afford like neurologists. Most of our, most of us ain't got no fucking insurance. You know what I'm saying? Only thing saving me is the fact that my job come with benefits. Like, other than that, I ain't have insurance the whole time I was in college for real for real. And then when I did get it, that was government assisted insurance. And every time I had to do all this other shit just to keep it, it was it was it, 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 it became a hassle. Like, so 
our people basically medicating ourselves. We diagnosing our own traumas. And the way we medicate is it's, 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 not, it's not beneficial to us in the long run. Some people medicating through alcohol. Some people medicating through weed. Some niggas popping pills. You know what I'm saying? Some people medicating themselves through men and through women. You know, through lust. And it's sad to say that's sometimes all we know. All our people know. It gets to a point when you start to when you start to have survivor's remorse. It's times where I start to have survivor's remorse in terms of I got family members that been through shit that who knows if they'll be the same afterwards. You know what I'm saying? People that been through physical traumas, mental traumas, who knows they'll be the same. And it's times where I'm like, damn. I kind of I kind of get down on myself because they've been through so much and I wish I could do so much more to help them, man. I feel like, in, in a way, I could have did something to keep them from that. Maybe I could have had a conversation with them. Maybe I could have, I don't know. I, I always think it's something I could have done. But then that goes back to what I talked about not too long ago in regards to your ego being too big, thinking that you are... The savior for everyone. You can't save everybody, and, and I and I and I and I had to realize that, and I'm trying to realize that every day. I'm trying to become closer to God. I'm trying to become more prayerful. I'm trying to understand that it's all in the master plan. There's nothing I can do about it. And I cannot. I can't do nothing. Well, you know, without God and Jesus Christ. Like you know what I'm saying. I've been, you know, this past weekend been real eye open, eye opening for me. I I I ain't feel like myself this weekend. And. I'm glad I was able to, you know, pull myself out of that. You know, not not alone, but you know, my girl held me down through that. So I'ma give her her flowers for sure. She held me down through that, and I ain't gonna take nothing from that whatsoever. And we all got people that's trying to hold us down through our most traumatic situations, our most traumatic, you know, state of minds. If you're going through shit in your hood, going through some type of trauma, you gotta find somebody to talk to. Because the way we, the way we express ourselves in the hood, the way we was learning to express ourselves, it's not the best way. It's not the most beneficial way. People be upset and they taking it out on other people. People taking losses and they wanna take from other people to make them feel what they feeling. They always say misery love company. And we got to break that cycle. That's why I really, that, that's why I really like Jerobo. Like, see, that's why I always fuck with Jerobo because he don't just give you the, he don't give you the glamour side. He don't, he doesn't just give you the glamour side of the streets. I feel like when Jerobo talking, he literally telling you the ups and downs that come with this shit. The positive that come with the negatives, the yin and yang. Life is impossible without balance. And I feel like he given that. Always gave that. And that's one of the things I respect about, G not just Jero, but most Chicago artists. They're usually giving you both sides of the coin, both sides of the equation. Even if you go back to even Chief Keith and Dirk when they first start popping, you know what I'm saying? Montana 300. And I never really was the biggest Montana 300 fan, but, you know, he from that ilk. And it's like, who else? Um, Lil Reese. 
like Frito Santana, like all like all them Chicago rappers like that that really was talking that talk. Even Chance the Rapper, like, you know, when he get in that pocket, he give you both sides of the coin. Chance the Rapper grew up a lot different than those guys, obviously, but it's always important to give people both sides of the story. You can't just be selling dreams out here because these niggas, there's people out here that's really living this and really going through this and his kids dying out here. You know what I'm saying? So you got to give people both sides of the story because as when you're a celebrity, when you're a rapper, niggas from the bottom look up to you. It's just that simple. That's ain't never going to change. A hood nigga going to always look up to a hood nigga. Now the difference is like, is you showing them a better way. As you showing them, all right, we may be hood niggas, but we can get out of this shit. We ain't got to settle. So, that's really what it comes down to. Being willing to be transparent and keep it real with yourself. Because if you can't keep it real with yourself, then anybody else will ever keep it real with you. If you can't, if you can't keep it real with yourself, nothing ever going to change. You can't be lying to yourself. It's, you got to look in the mirror. Say, all right, this this is my life, but what can I do to change it? Like, what can we do to change it? And but it it, it starts with rec, you know getting to the root of your problem. It starts with getting to the root of your pain, getting to the root of why you're feeling this way and why you feel you got to do what you got to do. That's what I always come back to. And once again, shout out to G Herbo for just putting, you know the truth you know on tape you know what I'm saying Jerry will always give you both sides of the coin always letting people know exactly come on always 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 letting them know alright this will come with it we gotta we, we gotta recognize things when they're not right a lot of the shit we seeing is not normal y'all it's not normal and the moment we recognize it's not normal, and the moment we recognize that okay, we got to do something about this, and the only person going, the only person that's going to save you is yourself. That's when you start making that strides to prosperity. That's when you start learning more about self. You know, it ain't, it ain't easy growing up where we grew up. It ain't easy being from where we from. It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes you, sometimes your choices is very limited, <laughs> very limited. Sometimes it's either the streets, athletics, or rap. And some people make it out, not doing none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me, I made it out, not doing none of that. Still in the hood to a certain extent, but you know, graduate from school. Trying to show my younger brothers uh, the way. They in school right now. Like, we grew up, we grew up saying a lot of BS in the hood. Jerobo, he made me to bounce back. He he was able to pull himself up and you know make a name for himself and you know be able to support his family and feed his family. Like that's that's my goal. That's my dream. You know what I'm saying? Put myself in a position where I can feed my family. I can take care of my. What's going on? Oh man, I decided something my own. Like, that's crazy. Like in the middle of me shooting, like that, yo, that's wild, yo. I just saw my uncle E. Love you, dog. <laughs> but anyway, um, back to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, man, our people damn near seen it all. Damn near survived it all. 
Only thing left is just to make it worth something, make it mean something. If you, shit, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your, do it for your, your family, do it for your kids, do it for people that's depending on you, love you. If that's the motivation you need, find find what make you go. And at that point, the battery can't be turned off. Stay charged up, stay prayed up, stay blessed up, stay mentally sound. And we gonna make it. <laughs> I want to thank y'all for tuning into the Let's Be Honest podcast. I'm grateful and humble by any and everybody that's tuning in, and I'm just grateful to have another day to be able to do this with you guys. Make sure y'all lock in on the podcast on every streaming platform: Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Big Bro Tone, and the Let's Be Honest podcast is on all those streaming platforms just make sure y'all lock in and i'm so grateful make sure y'all stay humble stay healthy and most importantly stay hungry one love